this is Daniel, your Game Master and Master of Ceremonies. This is Tori, and I play Dooley. This is Sorcerer, and I play Ty. This is Becca, and I play Mirgrat. And this is Odyssey, a Babylon 5 story. Welcome aboard. I don't get it. I just don't get it. Every time when I wake up like this, oh, it's always a test. And I never get it when I'm eating anything. So where is it coming from? Uh, uh, Greg, Ariadne. Ah, uh, good and pure Ariadne. You come back and you brought a. What is that? Macchiato. San Centauri. It's strong like a Centauri. Oh. Oh, it's sweet like a Centauri. Well, whatever. I'll try it out. Anything to get rid of this headache. Mm. Mm. That is not without its charm. Ah, makes you feel better. Good. Good. Ah, and I am not the only person who is dealing with strange pains in the head. So last time, on the Taumari Celestia, people have eventually woken up. Mirgrat is uh, coming out of sickbay because Mirgrat has now woken up from their incredible vision of other beings' memories. But they are causing problems. But before that, Ty and Duli were doing some investigating in the Dear Doctor. And also, what the Dear Doctor may have actually fed the captain Captain now has gone on, well, something of a problem state, yelling out for Mimbari's fault and all the rest of that. I, you remember, you remember. Now, while everything going on with Tai and Uli is a pain, the pain is nothing compared to what Mirgrat has to go through every time they remember what they went through. At this point forward, you can't. Uh, I won't have you do a will check, but if you pull something that I haven't mentioned previously, you take 1d4 points of damage. So in other words, if you ask a question and I give you a preface, you get 1d4 points of damage, but you can then say, oh, I know this. You can write it down and say, okay, this is, you know, this isn't going to harm me. This this factoid is not going to harm me anymore. Nice. Cool. So... <laughs> As, as I get you, as I hear the, mm, how many hit points can I get back and how fast? Listen, uh, I'm a pot burrow. My con is great. <laughs> <laughs> Doctor, I just need, I just need to replenish the cells of my body. Where is your morgue? I would so, go to the Pakmara cafeteria. I'm not. <laughs> I'm not rude. <laughs> Which body do you enough. not need? <laughs> and also, like, bodies in a morgue are refrigerated. They're not going to be decaying well enough. Mm, that's true. That is true. Uh, so you have to go find the, the, the whatever they're serving at the Pokemora, uh thing, which I just had this funny feeling like, and this week's special is giraffe. But so when that happens, Ty with Tuvo and Julie 
uh, went to go report back to Kali because of a strange incident was happening in the docking bay, which you heard word of. You went to go check on the captain because there was trying to get more information. Captain was panicking. The entire bridge crew was panicking. A lot of people outside in the general ship are starting to panic a lot. And so when that happened, there was talk about somebody contacted the doctor. The doctor said, look, it sounds like the captain's on, his, on, her, on her way to a psychological break. Ty, why don't you go into my, my desk, pull out this, you know, these tablets from this vial, uh, put them in water, and then give, uh, give the water to the captain. Ty did, as requested. And the captain drank it down, and then after giving a couple of orders, started spewing blue stuff from the face and saying something about damn Membari, damn Membari, damn Membari. Uh, to which the doctor, <laughs> the doctor came by, and they carted the captain over to uh, Medbay, again, screaming, Damanbari, Damanbari, which is even stranger. And then Julie went to check out Mirgrat, and Ty went back into the desk just to find out more about Dr. Rule, and again, finding more tablets, finding different types of tablets, uh, some other medications and some other things like that, found a personal diary, which was handwritten, not like a uh, the old the diary they do in most shows, which is the person looking at a screen making a log entry. This is, you know, a handwritten diary that you kind of flip through for a bit and found out that, yes, uh, Dr. Christopher Rule is actually a war criminal who had slaughtered hundreds trying to replicate the effects of the Dilgar anti-aging serum, essentially an immortality serum, as well as several other uh, technologies which were introduced in Babylon 5 but never clarified, most of which would be considered uh, either Shadow Tech, Vorlon Tech, or First One Tech of some variety. Hmm. And so he'd been doing these sorts of things, eventually found out after the ISA was formed and after EarthGov was collapsed and Clark was uh, had committed suicide, he basically decided to take his technology, everything he figured out, and find the quickest, easy route out of the system as soon as possible. And in doing so, found himself with the uh, Talmarie Celestia Corporation and on board the Talmarie Corporation on board the Celestia, acting as the chief medical officer with several others under underneath him, which I was starting to plan characters for and didn't quite get that far, but at least I've got one uh, chief nurse, so I'm very happy about that. <laughs> so, uh, so let's start while we're waiting for Dooley to join us. Let's start with Ty, because Ty, you have just you're still in the office. Tuvo mm -hmm. is not in the office with you. Tuvo is actually with Dooley. Yeah, I left uh, behind outside. Okay. Oh, also for reference, everybody has at least one other they're working with. Ty has Tuvo. Mirgrat also has Tuvo as an assistant, but Mirgrat's primary other is Wagner, who, last you remember, was in your cabin trying to do as much research on the limited amount of information that was available from the Pakmara library. I thought and... he was leading group therapy with the brains. Yeah, oh, that's that what he's doing. Leading group therapy with the brains. Uh, trying to get everybody up to speed. Uh, and then uh, Yorni is Julie's uh, Centauri slave girl who is currently, if memory serves, still with uh, Induli's cabin, basically awaiting orders or otherwise doing errands. Everybody's got an assistant! Yay! So, <laughs> one of you has a Veers, one of you has a Lanier, uh, and so on and so forth. 
Assistants are vital to science. And for watching your back. That too. He's not an assistant. He's Ty's child. True. <laughs> Who's That's... there by accident, more or less. So, yeah. I mean, I why... that hasn't stopped me from claiming him as an intern, but... <clears throat> Yeah, you that's going to be negotiated later. Which you got to admit, Tuvo is a really smart kid. I mean, really smart. Like, I haven't really made his stats, but really smart kid. I know, um, that's why I claimed him as an intern. <laughs> he also had the, the mental fortitude to be able to withstand opening the book back when he was temporarily a gift, and he could understand basic parts of the language. Uh, Wagner, who understood more of the language, was able to work with that as well. But again, he's older, more controlled, more disciplined, and had more training. Uh, Tubo picked it up like that, literally, like on the fly. Yeah, he's um, a very promising intern. Ty has street smarts. Mm-hmm. <laughs> hey, just because you know, just because you don't have book learning, don't make you any 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 uh, less intelligent. True. So, Duvo, sorry, excuse me, Ty, you are in the doctor's office, which actually is a closed office. A lot of things, a lot of offices in Babylon 5 are basically just open desks. But in, your, in this particular case, it's actually a small, about the size of a walk-in closet. Uh, you know, so just large enough for like a desk, a chair, and a door to close. So in case he needs like quiet to either do records or just to shut up the world, he's welcome to do so. Hmm. Um, Probably interior-wise, because he doesn't have a second, you know, chair to bring to do his uh, patient stuff. He it's probably about the size of your average cubicle. Mm-hmm. And you had gone through a the one desk that you had access to. The rest of them had were were locked with uh with code keys. Mm. Uh yeah, I mean, I shoved the journal down my shirt because it's probably too big to put in my pocket, but I'm not leaving it because it is clearly extremely valuable to somebody somewhere. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, yeah, that's, and then I'm just going to leave because who knows when he's going to be back. No need to okay. get greedy. Fair enough. So you don't want to take a look at any of their drawers or anything else like that? I don't think so. I really only went in there because I was, like, suspicious about who was going to get blamed for the captain having a mental breakdown after taking drugs that I handed to her. This journal thing is just, like, a little extra, you know. It's, it's a proof of, proof of the pudding. Sure. To use a very uh, anachronistic term. Yeah, I get you. So you basically leave, and so... Yeah, you're there, and once again, the doctors and most of the staff, if they're not dealing with other patients, are trying to deal with the captain who is still screaming and still stuff is flowing from her. Now, again, mm -hmm. she's in an ISO lab. You guys are not, so you're not getting the full details of what you see, and there is a crowd around her. You know, again, it's like going to a surgeon's office. There's about 10 or 20 people there, all like either handing equipment, taking away equipment, and, and a bunch of other doctors trying to do like, you hold that down, you do this, you do that, trying to get this person under regular care. You come out, you do see Dooley and Mirgrat. Mirgrat is still in bed. Uh, I'll be generous. I'll be generous. Mirgrat, what is your constitution? My constitution is 16. Okay. So that means. Let me take a look here real quick. Uh, I believe that gives you a... Uh, plus three. Plus 
33 and uh, 34. They actually have... Of course they don't. Alright, uh, they don't... <laughs> like, I was looking for healing, and of course they don't. So at this point, I just assume that you get from your rest and doctor administrations your modifier back, so that would be three. So... Seven hit three. points, baby! <laughs> Do you risk that for another memory? Do you... Um, uh, not right now. <laughs> so, here we go. 77 and 303. I have brains and jars counting on me. <laughs> and that's another one to write down for a bumper sticker. Yeah, they don't actually give how to heal in this book. I looked in the index. There's not actually... <laughs> <laughs> just make it up. I know. That's kind of what I did, but I just want to take a look at the medical skill here real quick. Uh, oh, here we go. Yeah, okay. So, Medic is using Hit Lab facilities, which is true. So, that's uh, plus a D6. Uh, medical check, let's just say, is uh, results. Is, no, let's put this here real quick. Dice and dice, where's the dice? Uh, by the way, I think this is funny. I've actually been starting to buy dice. I don't have anybody to roll it in front of, and I have thousands, and yet I'm still now suddenly buying dice. This is hilarious. Two, all right, seven points of damage per day if you stay in mid lab. Sorry, how many points a day? This point seven for this most recent medical check. All right. Uh, yeah. I mean, I guess I'll stay in med lab. I, I feel bad because I am kind of leaving the brains and jars at the hands of an intern. Um, <laughs> actually, I'm gonna stay in med lab. I'm going to request that they bring the brains and jars to me. Oh no 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 no. no? I'm like trying to indicate that I have some information, but like oh, in that case, that I don't want to uh, tell anybody, like out loud. I believe there's a role for that, Ty. Oh yes, huh. yes there is. It's called intrigue. Ooh, let me see what that is. I don't know if I've done that one recently. Okay. <laughs> nine. Not too bad. Uh, intrigue. This is nine total. Yeah. Oh, uh, I didn't see it on the dice bin here. Where where are your dice rolls? I'm about to do it. Sorry, I was just oh. talking to myself. Oh, I haven't oh. done it yet. Your stat is nine. I thought like the roll. Yeah, was no, I was stat. I was I have like one thing on my other screen which is where I usually put my character sheets, so I have to like cross reference on my main screen. Fourteen. My okay, actual 14. Roll. That's not too bad. Uh and uh Mirgrat, could you make an intrigue check, please? Intrigue. Uh, okay. Uh, hang on a sec. Uh, does this count as gathering information? Technically, it would. You're trying to gather the information from this. I will allow it because I know you get a bonus. I uh, do, in fact. It takes me from a plus one to a plus three. Okay. <laughs> It does. 13. 13. Okay. So, the basic idea of I have important information that I want to tell you, but I can't tell you here, is a very simple situation. However, because Ty 
uh, got better than Mirdrat in this situation, but you both made basically very general pass. I'm not going to say this is, you know, a big to do, but a general intrigue. Um, you basically, Mirdrat got the idea, I have information of a sensitive nature. That's basically about as far as he got. Not the, this is really important, I don't want to tell anybody else. It's just of a sensitive nature. Yeah, you know, uh, she's like, oh, I'm going to get the brains down here. I'm just standing there, like, waving my hand around, like, stop. No, don't do that. So midway through requesting uh, the brains and jars, uh, I'm going to course correct and instead request, uh, like, a, a delivery from the Pacmara cafeteria. <laughs> okay. Well, understanding getting uh, food for the Pokemon is not bad. They're actually going to you know, put you on a bit of a drip for a bit. Just to make sure you're sustained. Particularly if you're going to be in med lab. I don't... Like... Can Pok... Like, because... <sighs> I'm trying to, to figure out how that would square with the Pokemon's religious need to have all of their food be decayed. That, that's going to be a big problem for Midlap because that's also a, uh, you know, that's a, that's a, ha that's a, a hazard because who knows what, you know, what's coming off of rot, essentially rotting food. Um, yeah. That's why they would put you on a drip, which is essentially like, again, like a sugar drip or protein drip or anything else like that, which is sustaining for your body uh, and medically sterile and basically kind of, there's probably the idea of once a Pokemon can handle quote-unquote uh, solid foods, then it's probably best to uh, send them on back at least to their quarters to rest up. Alright, well, I'm still very nearly dead, so I'll stay. I did look up the medical care uh, again, and just as an important note information, they did say that under the skill of uh, medicine that if you, here we go, long-term care. Providing long-term care uh, means treating a wounded person for a day with or more with aid from advanced medical equipment. In other words, med bay. If a medical check, uh, DC-20, is successful, you allow the patient to recover hit points and ability scores lost to temporary damage at twice the normal rate. Two hit points per character level for each day of light activity, three hit points per day of complete rest. So in your case, you're sixth level. If you do a, a day of complete rest, then you would be able to get back, what, 18 points a day. Oh, so yeah, I'll just be in, I'll be in med lab for two days and that'll take me up to being fine. Okay. So, and uh, during that time, again, they will be able to feed you not with traditional Pacmara food, but basically, again, you're on a drip, you're on a, uh, just something to keep you stable. You're going to be, like, again, like, after coming out of the hospital, once the medication's worn off, you're going to be hungry as hell, but you're going to be, you know, you're not going to die anytime soon at starvation. Yeah, I'm picturing the time I had mono and I didn't eat for, like, a week and a half because I had no <laughs> appetite, and then all of a sudden, uh, the, my tonsils were swelling up so much they were blocking my airway, so they put me on steroids. Uh, so imagine being on steroids after not having eaten for a week and a half. I believe the word is, I need, uh, sorry, Red Warrior needs food badly. Or whatever class you are. Then. Did I just make a reference that none of you guys got? I'm pretty sure yes. <laughs> I'm aging, aging. Um, it's from an old game called Gauntlet. 
the uh, a classic arcade video game of four players. One is the warrior, the Valkyrie, the elf, or the wizard, and you lose hit points constantly, but when you get down to a certain level, you can increase your hit points through food. So the computer-generated voice would say things like, Red Warrior, eat food, badly. <laughs> um, so again, I just made me uh, I just heard a blip. Do we have a Dooley? A wild Tori has appeared. A yes. wild Tori. Yeah, there you go. More video Hi. game references. Dooley, you haven't missed much, though uh, Ty has gone through gone through the doctor's desk, found the notebook, that, and, and pocketed it as a way of saying, this is important and valuable to somebody. Uh, Mirgrat has regained a couple of hit points, which, uh, after like two days in med lab, Mirgrat will be at fully functional. Uh, if Mirgrat were to leave after, say, tomorrow, Mirgrat would get, as we discovered, like 18 hit points back, and then would just recover at basically your character level per day of rest or light rest. So, again, if you were to go back to your cabin and just basically be on light duty, you would get back uh, six hit points a day. Yeah, no, okay. I'd rather just spend two days in med lab and be fully functional. Okay. Mm -hmm. So, and yes, uh, there was some discussion about whether or not Mirgrat could order food brought in for Pakmara food. This has then led to a discussion of, yeah, that's not exactly sanitary, uh, so they've got Amir Grant on essentially a drip for sustenance. And so, um. yeah, you, Tuvo, Amir Grant are all together, and that's when Ty comes in. And yes, uh, for the last episode, uh, the, the captain uh, is still in the ISO lab with blue goo, or blue stuff, I should say, coming out of her, and she's still screaming, damn Mimbari, damn Mimbari. Uh, there's about, you know, a number of doctors all around trying to make the captain not scream things and figure out what's wrong. Yeah. Okay. One of, one of which, of course, is Dr. Rule. And so Mirgrat was also about to order the brains be brought up to, the brains in jars be brought up to med lab when Ty emphatically and delicately screamed the word no. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I was imagining Ty going like Ixnay on the AIDS <laughs> Let's just say there's a nice element of that, yes. To which, by the way, the person helping that helping Mirgrat right now is named uh, Chief Nurse Eric Powell. So, just as a uh, FYI. Uh, with Ty back on the area with Tuvo, Duli, and Mirgrat, let's just say for for a short period of time, everyone's attention is not on y'all. And so with Mirgrat still basically strapped tubes on the bed, uh, what are you guys going to do? Or what are you going to discuss? I leave it to you now. Well, I was going to tell Mirgrat that I had some drugs that should probably get analyzed to look at, but that's not happening now because... She's going to be in med lab for two days, and also there's 500 people around. I Never mean, mind. she could take it up to uh, the 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 bat cave and like have one of the interns try their hands at it, but it might be better yeah. to wait when your rat's available. Yeah, she's not going to give her kid an extremely dangerous, apparently drug to mess with, and Wagner doesn't really know what he's doing, probably. So, yeah. Well, he's still working while he's working with. 
uh, knowledge from beyond the stars and 4,000 years ago from a high-tech civilization, he's still a person at the end of the day who's from the 1890s. Yeah, not really useful here. <laughs> yeah, I mean, unless it's laudanum, which, is it laudanum? I don't think so. Seems unlikely. Uh, question. Hmm? Where, where am I? I, I didn't quite catch oh. that. Last we left you, you had actually gone to Mirgrat's side uh, with Tuvo to check on Mirgrat, while okay. uh, Ty had gone into Dr. Rule's desk. And in the meantime, while you were catching Mirgrat up on what's going on with the captain, Ty came back and did the whole Ixnay on the brain thing. Okay. Talk amongst yourselves. Um, I actually have a question for Ty's kit. Okay. <laughs> um, so, your mom says you're really smart. I, I While think so. you you were at the other, wait, do I know? I'm off off topic. Out, out of character. Do I know that he's he's not? I know he's a body swap, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Okay. Because also if nothing else, uh, the fact that the kid currently looks a lot like. A tie, but you knew tie before the body swap, so you're putting two and two together. Okay, so before Ty gets there, I wanted to question the kid and basically say, "How did you come to be in this body?" Because Ty's told us nothing about it, but if we can figure out how he got into this body, maybe we can figure out how he got pushed out of his other and the alien got put in. No, Ty covered all that. Okay, yeah, it's true, because remember Ty also... Oh, did you? Okay. The, yeah, the, did yeah, you mention the alien world? Yeah, the books, the alien world. She talked about all of that. Okay. One thing all she right. didn't right. talk about was why exactly she specifically ended up doing this. All right, so next question then. While you were on that alien world, did you get... And I, I mean, your mom's a pilot. You might pick some things up, an idea of where in the universe it is. Any idea of star charts you could draw or something like that? All right, let me let me uh, a quick notice check because again, not exactly well skilled kid. I mean, he's still a kid. No. Right, let me uh. No, but if he happens to be one of those kid who's you know side interest, it's like you know. It's side interest is space or something, then, you know, maybe we lucked out, but... Well, let's see what the dice have to say. 14. Now, uh, he spent most of his time indoors. His mom didn't really, like, let him go out. Uh, so he spent almost his entire time in, in the cell, apartment, whatever you want to call it. Okay. And so he didn't get a chance to look at anything, though he when he did look out the windows, he noticed the... Uh, red star that was its sun that's about as close as he got to seeing the outside world when I was on the bridge whatever they call it on this ship the bridge <laughs> did I notice a red sun um not offhand feel okay. free to make a again notice check oh that'll take me a Wouldn't minute the sun I, have I... exploded like a long time before Mm-hmm. That is true. Yeah, but I don't... Why isn't there to say this? Did you, did you tell me that? Uh, I mean, she might have mentioned briefly that the 
the son was dying, but not like talked about it that much because she wasn't that interested in that aspect. Let's be real. Yeah. She was more she interested, was more interested in, in not being there when it happened. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm not sure that Dooley would know enough about astronomy to know what that means. I mean, red sun, maybe I would, I don't know. Um, so you want to notice, okay. Notice to see if you notice anything on the panels, and then if you have knowledge astronomy or astrogation, that's good too. I don't think I do, but I can okay. ask Ty when she comes back. Yeah, nobody has asked the pilot at all about any of this, which is kind of funny. Well, <laughs> now I'm going to because the captain has a point. We need to know where we are. So, uh, so no, once you, you come will... back, I'll have that conversation with you. So, I was so, yeah, too busy uh, on the bridge. Yeah, thirteen. No, you, you didn't quite a good view. Also, yeah, you did roll a one, uh, which is there. So no, you yeah. were too busy with other things, and it was crazy and chaotic out there. All right. So, when Ty arrives, after the whole conversation on the blue brain, I'm gonna turn to Ty and say, Ty, have you looked out a window recently? I mean, on the bridge. Briefly. Did you get a chance to look out? Because I was a little busy. What I'm wondering is, did you get a chance to look at the stars on that planet you were at? And maybe we... I'm wondering if we somehow got brought to that location or near that location or something. Well, I was thinking that myself. But uh, what would have happened several thousand years ago is that star would have imploded on itself. And so, unless there's a black hole around here that I haven't seen, which seems unlikely, we would have noticed. I doubt it, but it's possible. I don't really know. Are you sure it would been become a black hole? Is there anything else? Is that okay? Um, dang, that was an idea. That's out the way. Is that usually what happens? I have no idea. I'm just making this up. I think that's true. (laughs) I think when a star (laughs) implodes, it becomes a black hole. Well, yeah, that's right. Well, it can, okay. become a black hole. It can but other sometimes it can become a supernova, which basically disperses. Supernova. Yeah, we would have noticed all those, one of those things. Would we have noticed a supernova? I mean, there's no star here. There are stars here, but they haven't exploded. What if they had the technology to scan nearby systems and see if there was something habitable? Habitable. Uh, they couldn't leave because of the Vorlon blockade. That's they why they leave, did the whole thing they with the books. Could they scan? I don't know. Wagner would know. And so what... Okay, well, we should go question Wagner. Um, because maybe they use the books to get to new bodies, but they still want to go home? I don't know if that uh, makes sense. Maybe I'm thinking too huh. much. Maybe so. I didn't really ask about all this. I was a little distracted at the time, but... I, I imagine so, yes. <laughs> Wagner Wagner would know. He's a nerd for all this stuff. Okay, well... If you're asking me if I recognize any stars in the area, I haven't really checked. It was a little chaotic on the bridge. I wasn't really studying the local constellations. Well, after we see the Mirgarat, let's do two things. Let's find a window that you can look out, and let's... Where did we leave Wagner? I don't really need a window. I need, like, a computer... Okay. Like a nav computer and uh, some star charts, which we may or may not have. And uh, I, I'll just get the bridge people to guess. 
the this only is where way we need to know that pilot with the ship and we can get him to give us the information. It would be nice to have bridge crew on your side, yes. Uh, I can say well, that. One so... of us is a cop now, so we can just ask them or order them. <laughs> I keep forgetting that. Uh, I will say, so though, from, from experience, though, if Ty, for example, needed, if Ty could get on a shuttle and get that shuttle out of the ship, there's a chance she would be able to register the star pattern using the navigation computer of the ship, uh, of the shuttle, to get a general idea of where they are. But also, in theory, that should be the same case for the Celestia itself. Yeah, that was her entire plan was to do that because, like, if the shuttle can do that, there's no reason why the ship shouldn't, like, the main ship shouldn't right. have the same program programming. All right, so backup plan. We talk to Wagner, and after that, we go back to the bridge, and I talk to the second, the first officer. What was is that? And, uh, John uh, Miller. John yeah. Miller, and say, you know, the captain charged me with trying to figure out where we are, and I'm trying to figure out where we are. Do you have star charts and, and a computer we can use? Or we ask Wagner about ancient history later, and... Uh, we go up there and we think of an excuse for why a doctor needs access to the ship's main navic computer. Oh, now doctor, me, and you just tell me what to do. Okay. I don't want to have to explain the doctor, but, you know. I'm sure they won't notice that. Sounds good. Yeah. Hopefully they'll all be very distracted. Alright. Okay. How is Mirgrat doing? Better. Okay. Uh... Mirrorad is looking slightly less like they are on the verge of death. Uh, by the way, you actually have been there for about a day, so when I said before that you got like seven plus so much, that was before I saw the long-term care, so you would have received 18 uh, hit points uh, because you were there for a day under full care. So. Oh, yeah, Mirrorad's looking real perky then. Yeah. Okay. How many hit points do you have total? 29. 29. So yeah, okay. if you were to be there one more day, that would pretty much put you to full. Yeah, so okay. question. Yeah. I'm at the stage of the hospital stay where you're getting kind of antsy, but they're not ready to let you go just yet. Yeah. Exactly. I also have injuries. We've had a day. Does that mean I could get some back from rest? Uh, different situation because you weren't in med lab. But, yeah. No, uh, but wait. I can get some back. I think it's, like, your level, isn't it? It's your uh, level for a normal re regeneration. It's your level times two if you do light work, and your level times three if you're in, uh, sorry, doing light work in med lab, and your level times three if you have a full, complete rest. No, it's probably just my level, because I would have been out questioning things. Yeah, you've been active in the last couple yeah. of days, so. So, yeah, uh, you took damage. I'm trying to remember when you took damage last time. I think it was the bugs. That's right. Yeah, I think so. Why won't it let me change this? Oh, the only place you took a lot of damage was when uh, these two guys investigating the bugs and accidentally lit the uh, laser torch in the high methane uh, environment. You know, Lee doesn't know a lot of methane breathers. And she <laughs> that was really spent a lot of guys. time. <laughs> <laughs> he hasn't spent a lot of time with methane breathers. I, I like Ty's comment of, what do you mean, you guys? Oh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so I think 
do uh, Mirgrat, you're in good hands. Yep. Uh, uh, before we go, I'm gonna write Mirgrat a very quick note on Tuvo's notepaper, telling her not to talk to. I want to say Matt Rule, but that's the head coach of the Carolina Panthers, Christopher Rule, about <laughs> the brains or anything else sketchy or confidential or anything like that. Well, let's put it this way. If, if, if Mirgrat uh, talks to Matt Rule about brains or anything sketchy anyway, I think we all would have a number of questions. Uh, Matt Rule, she would have them, a number I of think. questions. <laughs> I think he would have a few questions. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but no, for, uh, for Dr. Christopher Rule, yeah, you basically say, you know, X day on the brains day, uh, Ains Bray. Uh, you yeah, know. just a, a quick note that says, don't say anything about anything important to this man. Uh, Mira is going to make a gesture that looks like tapping the side of their nose if they in fact had a nose such as is common for individuals that make that gesture. There uh, is, by the way, a brachial stripe right about where the nose should be on a Pac-Moran. Yeah, but you don't really tap the side of a brachial stripe. It's closest, it's closest you have to a nose. Yeah, so Mirgorat's going to tap the side of their brachial stripe, I guess. Um, also, and, Mirgorat, and is very it, conspiratorial. Is it cool if Chuvo just kind of hangs out here for a little bit? He won't get in trouble. Intern Chuvo is most welcome to stay in the hospital with me. We shall practice our Nithian. <laughs> yeah, sounds great. I was thinking you could, like, ask the nurses to get him a magazine or something, but sure. Whatever passes the time. Uh, Chief Nurse Eric Powell comes up and says, uh, yes, uh, we do actually have a visiting hours for a bit. And while Neocrats look like they're doing much better, I, I actually recommend that you uh, make it safe for a while, but not too long. Uh, otherwise, no, we'll be back. Uh, oh, very well, there. just for a short period of time. That should be fine. That should be fine. He comes up and he also starts checking uh, uh, Mirgrath's levels and, you know, tapping the bag, the solution, to see how far you've drained it and so forth. And just, you know, the usual, you know, and how are we feeling today sort of things. But otherwise, they say, yeah, just, you know, if you want to keep the tubo with Mirgrath for a bit, that's perfectly fine. Yeah, I am perfectly happy to have an intern to talk to. I am, in fact, grateful to have an intern to talk to. <laughs> yeah, I kind of figured that would be the case. And also, I don't really know how Tubo on the bridge would be especially helpful. We'll be all right here for now. Yeah. What could go wrong? Oh, don't tempt me. I have plans. <laughs> world's world's greatest phrase, never to say in, in, in any situation, what's the worst that could go wrong? You will <laughs> find out. All right. So you leave Tuba with Mirgrat, and then Julie and Ty are going to head to the bridge. All right, so uh, now, technically, Julie is a lieutenant in security. So not entirely a bridge crew, but does have bridge access. So if you go in there trying to you know, throw your weight around, it's not going to go very far. No, I'm, I'm not going to necessarily throw my weight around. I'm going to remind the first officer that the captain tasked me with figuring out where we are. All right. So you head back up to the bridge. Again, the two structures aren't close, close, but they're close enough for jazz. They're very much the same wing, just you know, not like across the across the hallway from each other. 
So you head back, things have calmed down a little bit as they've been putting on rotations at doctor's orders for crew members. They've been basically working nonstop for days trying to figure out details, but now the bridge is lessening because according to your watch, it's, you know, kind of late now. And after what was going on with the captain, a number of the former crew, or former bridge occupants, uh, decided now is the best time to get food and R&R while you can. Because after seeing that, there would be some time to process. And some, sometimes the best thing to process is a good bowl of something. Uh, <laughs> doesn't matter what it is. Breakfast, cereal, soup, uh, ice cream. Doesn't matter. Just bowl of something will sometimes make the life a lot easier. Chili? Uh, chili was the first thing that came to my mind. See, that was the thing oh. that came after I said ice cream. I was like, oh yeah, chili. And so yeah. This was a bowl of Narn chili. Wild grape soup is what came to my mind. <laughs> By the way, you know Narn chili has got to be amazing. Yep. <laughs> Maybe not hot, but definitely spiced. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but while you're there, Commander Miller is still there. He's kind of fussing over some stuff, and the crew is, again, kind of on a skeleton crew at the moment. The pilot uh, is there. Looks like it's, you know, the night shift replacement pilot, and uh, the navigator isn't slumped over his desk, but look like he's about to at any moment. Uh, a couple of the other positions, most, a lot of the non-essential positions are vacant. Things like weapon systems and uh, thrusters and things like that. Basically, anything beyond, is the ship safe? Where the hell are we? Uh, and are we functional? <laughs> if, those are, if those are taken care of uh, and not in immediate danger, those crew stations are left unmanned simply because there's not a lot of need for it at the moment. They And so they're taking the time because they are a limited crew to catch some Zs and come back. Okay. So, so I'll go up to the first officer. Okay. Uh, John, so, uh, uh, he's very blurry in the eyes a bit. Uh, uh, Lieutenant, how can I help you today? We're kind of in the middle of something, so I hope it's good. I, I look confused and kind of look around like in the middle of something. Well, as you remember, the uh, captain tasked me with trying to figure out where we are and I was hoping to use your navigation, a navigation station for a short time period. Uh, he looks over, so you're trying to compare star charts, I'm guessing, yeah? Nope. Yes, but I have knowledge you may not, but it, it, I can't really write it down because I don't know enough about star charts. So, yeah, I'm hoping to look at it and have it jog something in my brain. He kind of slouches a bit. Again, if there was a, if there was an actual captain's chair, he'd probably slouch at that a bit. Kind of, you know, kind of doing that good old-fashioned was standing and just kind of slowly sinks to the chair and kind of flops in. Mm -hmm. And then rests his, bridge on his, no uh, rests his hand on the bridge of his nose. All right. Um, look. You have information that we don't have. I'm going to accept that, and we're going to run with that. So, yeah, he point, points at one of the nav stations. So our primary is taking, uh, he's taking R and R right now. We've got the ensign over there, uh, just to keep an eye on structures while the computer runs systems. But if you want to, you want at it. I'm not going to stop you. Thank you. Um, I want to take a moment and. Uh... I'm gonna basically ask him how he's doing, but while I'm doing that, I wanna do a sense motive. Do I think we need someone in command that fully understands the big picture here? 
do okay. I think that A, he could handle the truth, and B, he would believe us, and C, he would be responsible enough to do something about it? Okay, for that level of a sense motive, you're going to have to impress me. Some yes. basic stuff, how is he doing? Not so much. Uh, is this the type of person who can handle the truth? You've had, uh, like, three conversations with him, one of which is when your head was being thrown into the navigator. Yes, and that's uh, why I want to take about 30 seconds to a minute and chat a little bit more. I'm not going to get a lot of insight, but maybe he'll say something that will lead me to believe, oh, yeah, he could handle the emergency. Okay, let's start with the basics. Let's start with the sense motive. But again, yeah, go ahead and try to yeah. impress me. My luck today, I'm going to roll one, but I, you know. Never know. Uh, no, no, that did not impress you. <laughs> so I, I, maybe I can get how is he doing? <laughs> okay. For a 15, yeah, that, uh, how is he doing? He's tired. He's a little stressed, probably a little panicky. He, uh, give me a notice check, just real quick. Okay. That's actually a better score. Let me look. 25. 25. But that's okay. All right. So you got 25. So yes, the notice is, is that his fingers are a little twitchy. He, uh, do you have knowledge human? Um, I have something human. Let me look. Okay. I, I have, yes, I have knowledge human culture. Perfect. Uh, give me a dice roll on that. Not excessively high, but I have it. Twelve. Twelve. Okay. So there are certain religious human practices that involve putting their hands in certain gestures and tapping various parts of their bodies. You're noticing that he seems to do his hand gestures kind of almost instinctively. It's like he's sign using sign language for nobody and using nothing beyond from his wrist down. But he is making these particular religious gestures. You're not sure exactly what they are, but you assume that if it's religious in nature, he's not exactly summoning the devil. He's probably doing the, oh God, please save us. So it's kind of the equivalent of the human, uh, the the Catholic cross yourself type of thing, or uh, holding up the word against evil type of thing, but it's something else that I don't something know. Something like that, yeah. Actually not unlike the Catholic crossing themselves, uh, but again, on a, on a much smaller, less noticeable basis. Um, kind of like if you had somebody who was Catholic who didn't want to announce they were Catholic, but they still continued the practices of crossing themselves and... Um, they would occasionally thumb a rosary, even though they actually didn't weren't holding a rosary. Gotcha. Okay. But again, you have just enough human knowledge to go, oh, that's what that's about, I think. But otherwise, he's starting to he's looking a little twitchy. He's looking a little uh, tired, definitely. I mean, who knows how long he's been. And now he's kind of been put into the role of captain, because the actual captain is now with Medbay, uh, having some sort of attack, you know, spewing blue things and screaming damn and barring. Um, I'm going to look at him for a moment and say, you know, now that you're captain, you need to make sure you get rest too. He nods and he says, look, the third, uh, third watch officer is currently taking R&R. &R. I will get some R&R &R as, as, as soon as he's back. we got to have somebody on, on watch, but... In the meantime, while everything happened with the captain, I need to you know, I need to be here to make yeah. sure that you know I, I need to get a voice for this guy, or else he's going to sound like me. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> all the joys I came up with voices for everybody. But he basically, you know, he says, uh, 
to the captain down. People need somebody they can turn to. The third officer is a great guy, but he is not a rallying point. People, the crew, need to know that they're in stable hands. And while, yeah, I'm tired, and yeah, I'm hungry, and yeah, I could use a giant cup of coffee. Uh, I don't care if it's, you know, replicated, freeze-dried, or, you know, straight out of an espresso machine. But, sorry, hold on We could actually help with the last two once we're done with the navigation station. What? You happen to have hot coffee nearby? Uh, we could get some. Look, thank you. If you want to uh, bring some food up or have the... The, the wait staff bring some food up. Appreciate that. Nothing too fancy. You know, a sandwich would be fine. But in the meantime, I've got this for at least the next six hours. After that, it's my turn. I'll get some rest. Uh, we'll figure out the command structure for when the third officer needs to take some rest, just in case we're both down. But otherwise, we'll be good. He actually kind of gives you this math in his head, and you see him counting on his fingers. He says, okay, technically, if we needed to, uh, Kali, uh, Kali could at least take watch for a period of time. She does have enough rank, even though she's not an officer, to uh, keep watch. So at least we could have a main, a senior, senior staff official on board at all times. Okay. So. Well, thank you for good. use of the station. And we'll make our way over to the navigation station. Okay. He looks over and says, the doctor's got more information. He, he, he like, looks, looks at Ty, remembers the whole thing about, you know, being an expert on, on the doctors, like, and he's like, you know what? I'm just gonna focus on my job and do what I'm gonna do. You have new information? Wonderful. It comes from the doctor? Joy. If it helps us, even better. If not, I'm not gonna <laughs> Good call, my Thank man. Thank you. <laughs> All right, so, so we go to the station. The empty okay. space. It's a it's a it's a station definitely like with a lot of Babylon Five stations where they have a purpose, but some of the purpose can be interposed because it's you know just in case one system goes down, they don't feel like the complete board is is gone. So there is a little bit of adjustment on various stations. So yeah, this one you could at least get at least get a report from the Nava system and some basic computations. So there's that. It'll work. Alright, so what we need to do is we need to send basically a flash out that's gonna map not constellations, but it kind of maps like the different clusters of stars in the area. We need to copy that and then we need to try to map to like compare, the computer will like compare it to all the other clusters that it has in the system. This may take okay. a while. Hopefully, Are I can we assuming they've bit. done that? I mean, they may have tried, actually, to already do the first set of clusters, but who knows? Who knows what they right. up to? <laughs> so I will type in exactly what she tells me to type in, and we'll sit there and do this for a little bit. Okay, since Ty is guiding, I will allow, in this particular case, I think, I think navigation in this case is under pilot. Would that be operations piloting, pilot uh, profession, or pilot with an asterisk, which I think is for, like... Smaller ships like fighters, so yeah, probably not that one. I'm literally just typing what she tells me. Exactly. So for you, however, for Julie, I'll need a computer use role. And, oh, thank God uh, I put ranks in that. <laughs> as for Ty, 
would be, I'm double checking here. Okay, it's not pilot. It would be operations piloting. Yes, that's going to be what it is. Okay, I got 16 on computer use. Okay, so Once you did screw it up, but you didn't do anything spectacular. Okay. Nope, I didn't accidentally find something marvelous. Okay. Mm-mm-mm-mm. Eight. Hang on, I'm working on it. Nine plus one. Shit. Twenty-eight. Wow. Eight. Okay, nineteen. Not bad. All right. Uh, by the way, I'm reading over this, and it's like, well, okay, that may or may not have been what needed to happen, but screw it. I'll close enough for jazz. I don't care. I don't know. I just uh, made that whole thing up, so... Well, again, for it, it, operations piloting, they say it's control of starships, and there's a little just operation sensors, but even then, that's more of trying to detect things rather than, you know, a few other things. So, and this is like detect maintenance pod or Star Fury or White Star rather than where the hell are we? Yeah, no, this is like a statistical cluster analysis of star charts, basically, which I just made up because I don't think they ever covered this in the show. So I, I imagine I, it's kind of like a fingerprint. You're trying to identify key points and find matches. Yeah. Not unlike, yeah. Well, every star has a, a, a unique density, a unique placement, that even when you rotate it on a three-dimensional axis, uh, should still be able, the, the stars are still going to be in the same place. You're just trying to reference the stars that you can see by density, by light structure, versus the stars that you would see in a different plane. So yes, not unlike fingerprints. So, okay, with the 28, the 28, I've got to go to the cards. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> All right. Because I have a sneaking suspicion this one, but I want to double check it. That was a very impressive roll. Again, 19 helps. If you'd gotten a 20, it would have been like, oh God, oh God, oh God. Let's see here. Cards are weird. All right. I'll at least give you this. <laughs> <laughs> so, based on the star charts and everything else, here's the part where, yeah, this is going to be interesting. I'll have to also figure out who the hell these other people are based on this, this chart. So where you are is in normal range space. It's nowhere near where you're supposed to be, but it is actually, again, this is a part of space that is not normally colonized by any current race that has records attached to the ISA. However, based on a couple of star structures, based on a couple of, of leaps of faith, for lack of a better term, you think you have an idea where you are. You're essentially on the far side of the Vorlon Empire. Oh, shit! Oh, that's bad. This that's is interesting. before they left, right? Oh, they're, they're gone. Oh, they're gone. gone. But there is still a, essentially a buoy has been left in Vorlon space that says, do not enter for a million years until you're ready. Anybody who's we, tried to get around that buoy has never been heard of again. Can we find our way back to the buoy and the other buoy then go the other way? I mean, sometimes barriers are unit one direction. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm also working a three-dimensional concept off of a two-dimensional map. A map yeah. that, according to the official game book at least, the Vorlet Empire is apparently three worlds and uh, bullshit. I call bullshit. Uh, <laughs> Seems unlikely. That's not very many worlds for something that powerful. 
Exactly. So my hypothesis is, is that the map that we see is what people understand of the Vorlon Empire as these three worlds, when in fact, if you were to go uh, galactic east, it's a lot more prevalent. In fact, mm-hmm. a lot larger. The only reason we're not seeing it is that the two main governments between the Earth Alliance and the Vorlon Empire are the Mimbaris and the Centauri. The Mimbari ain't talking. Centauri has told everyone to fuck off. So it's All possible right. that Do there's you... a vast... I was going to say, with knowing where we are, and I'm looking at time, do you, do you have an idea where a, a, a space buoy might be that we could get to? Not within a few hundred lifetimes. But we know where the warning buoy is. Well, we don't want to go to the warning buoy. We, we want to go to either, either Centauri space or Mimbari space. However, without the buoy, we can't you get into hyperspace. Or we could get into hyperspace, but we would just get lost. Mm-hmm. Driving to... Like, we could find the general galactic area of a Centauri or Minbari buoy, but we would have to get there in subspace. Which we... Yeah. How and long would people... that take? A few thousand years. Minimum. Really? Oh, well, yeah. Okay. And that's the thing about um, hyperspace, nobody really mentioned, they mentioned a little bit in the show, is that hyperspace doesn't necessarily correlate directly with normal space. Distances are vastly different in either direction. So if okay. you get away from the navigational buoys of, of, uh, of hyperspace, which there are actual like lanes they have for shipping and things like that. If you get away from mm-hmm. that, the chances of you drifting far enough away, you may never return. Yeah, I remember the episode where they leapfrog to keep, basically keep one person nearby the buoy to bring everybody back home. But, okay, here's a thought. I want to run a few searches on people on the ship. And granted, the navigational system is not necessarily the one to do it, but you said they have sometimes multifunction. And they definitely will have more multifunction than what I'm allowed to at the security station. Actually, for looking at people, the security station's going to be better. Is it going to be better? Okay. Yeah. The security deals with people. This one's dealing with the ship operations. Do they have a security station here on the bridge that I know of? No, no, that's why they specifically have a, a, a security office. Okay. So what if we go to the security office and we look up a few different people? Um, one, we we need to communicate with... Uh, let me bring up my notes. We need to communicate with... Uh, Chief Khalid to see if they've found Ty True. and Ty's child and yes. two we have a lot of people on the ship maybe there's some sort of specialist who deals with navigation or gate construction or something that would be able you to help us build your own jump gate no no <laughs> I'm not but I don't know maybe they put out some I just knowing nothing about gates, I'm just gonna what if they put out like some sort of low level pulse that only certain people know about and we could pick it up if we configured the machines right or something. I don't know. Or maybe they know where they all are and if we know where they are we can get into uh hyperspace and heads head towards one. I, I don't know. I'm not an expert by any means, but if we get an expert, maybe they can tell us a little bit more about what we need to 
figure out how to get home. I've been a pilot for 30 years, since I was 10. I don't think... But you can piloting ask. is going from one space to another when you know already how to get there. If we have a scientist who deals with probabilities and the unknown, maybe they can help us. I, like, shrug vaguely, like, okay, sure, whatever. Ask around. Yeah. Okay. Well, let's, let's check in with the, with, with, oh, what is your kid's name? Eva. Yeah, check mm -hmm. in, make sure they're okay, and then if they don't need us there right away, we can go to the security station and talk to uh, the chief and see what's going on on that end. That seems like a good idea. That one, not okay. the other one. We'll do that. Well, I'm also going to do the other one, but you don't have to participate because you think I'm crazy still. <laughs> I will say, though, uh, just for reference, though, she is, uh, Ty was the person who's been, as you said, uh, space trucking for a long time. She's at least seen more hyperspace than most people see in a lifetime. She's reasonably well, confident. We at least have an idea of where we are, but I'm not going to tell the first officer until he is a night of sleep. Like, she didn't build a highway herself, but she does know how highways are built. Yeah. It's just a shot in the dark. I don't know what else to do. I mean, we have to get home. I don't think we can get home. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, yes, it's good. Very good, very good. Ah, so as they say, show me the way to go home. I'm tired and I want to go to bed. Yes, yes, yes. I know you've heard of them before, but you haven't heard what's going to happen next on the next time of Odyssey, a Babylon 5 story, which is where you have to come back to join with me. Yes, Lord Badini Foglio to hear another story of the Tamari Celestia on this Odyssey, a Babylon 5 story. Now, excuse me, I need to get another Martiaco. Ariane! Yes, Ariane! I need another Martiaco! Yes, another! And another. And that's where we're in for this week. I want to thank everyone for joining us and hope that you continue to join us every two weeks for another episode of Odyssey. If you have any questions, comments, constructive criticisms, or just want to say hi, then you can find us at temporalplaygrounds.com slash odyssey or email us at temporalplaygrounds at gmail.com or find us on Facebook, Odyssey, a Babylon 5 RPG podcast, or Reddit, r slash odyssey b5 babylon 5 was created by j michael straczynski and is owned by warner brothers domestic media the babylon 5 role-playing game was produced by mongoose publishing utilizing the ogl gaming license for d20 our audio engineer is gabriel belden our theme music titan striker was composed by evan king incidental music provided by tabletop audio at tabletopaudio.com all other music provided by creative commons license and is available of information on our website once again, I am Daniel, and I thank you for joining us on this grand adventure. Good night, and keep dreaming.